All right, bro. Yeah, love you too. Peace. Zach and Drew Maybe are priests. They're also brothers, literally. Though you wouldn't know it were it not for their similar voices. Father Zach is a scholar. He's rarely without his head in some philosophical text. He's reserved, a still waters run deep kind of person. But when he speaks, it's with deliberate and well thought out explanations and thoughts. He can synthesize the most inscrutable philosophical and theological texts into bite-sized pieces for the masses. In college, he wrote an impassioned letter to the editor in the Michigan Daily about why Dwayne Johnson, or The Rock, is contemporary cinema's finest action star. And I almost started to agree. While Drew, though also very well-read, is an effusive goofball, very conversational, energetic, extremely relational and pastoral. Imagine all of the energy and adrenaline rushes from a motocross rider, which he was, now released in impassioned homilies and the warm receptivity of a pastor looking to walk with you. But to see them in a room together is to see the resounding bond that links them. Were it not for the other, they wouldn't be there, collared, Catholic, together. It took a brotherhood to guide them through conversion to Catholicism and then the decision to become priests. This is the story of brothers, Father Drew and Father Zach Maybe. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. Zach and Drew Maybe grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, the only children of devout Lutheran parents. Sundays were spent attending services at Sunday Lutheran Congregation, the church where they were baptized. This is Father Drew. I would say uh, folks are very dedicated, very like loving, gracious people, very self-sacrificial, very committed to each other and to the family, and certainly believe in God and uh, kind of have just kind of a normal kind of, you know, kind of American disposition, you know, I think uh, to kind of giving God a certain basic kind of reverence and honor. Uh, But we weren't like super... I wouldn't say the gospel and what Jesus has done had any kind of real effect in our lives too deeply. I didn't certainly didn't know the gospel at that point. I would say I don't remember knowing it. But that started to change 10 years later when the family moved to Toledo, Ohio. Eager to get the boys a solid Christian education, their parents enrolled them in an all-boys Jesuit Catholic school. Father Zach had an appetite for living his faith that this school answered in spades. He got involved in everything he could. The campus ministry, the Christian service team that worked with the poor, retreats, and a men's small group that met with a priest. Here's Father Zach. Funny enough, I recall there was a moment when I was a junior uh, where, and my mom remembers this too, where I, I suggested to my mom that I thought I wanted to be a Jesuit. Um, but I was, of course, Lutheran at the time, so she kind of you know, looked, at, looked at me like I was crazy. But um, but I think I, I think there was something about their example and witness that I, I did find very compelling. And, and I think I had a kind of loose sense that, yeah, I could I could maybe see myself doing something like what they do, you know. Meanwhile, the family's former Lutheran practices moved into the background. This is Father Drew. We, we kind of just fell away from regular practice as Lutherans. Um, and not, not for any kind of particular reasons, but more, I think it was just a matter of kind of convenience. And we, 
we weren't we weren't as taken by the new pastor uh, at the church where we had moved to, and so we just kind of, as it happened, um, fell away from practicing regularly. Father Zach graduated high school and went to University of Michigan, where he was eager to hold on to the newfound Christian involvement he nurtured in high school. I had a kind of itch to, uh, you know, stay involved or connected somehow with my faith. Um, Though I wasn't, um, I wasn't altogether sure um, how I wanted to do that. You know, I had sort of been away from being Lutheran for long enough that I wasn't really sure um, that I wanted to do that. And um, and so anyway, um, I, I, I started studying philosophy, and I think that got me interested and in kind of thinking through some of these issues more deeply, but also. Um, you know, really making a kind of informed decision for myself. For him, that meant going back to the most basic questions. He decided to major in philosophy and linguistics. It was around this time that Father Zach learned about a group called University Christian Outreach. UCO was an ecumenical student group that had grown out of the charismatic renewal in Ann Arbor. They meet together for weekly praise, prayer, and worship. There are multiple retreats throughout the year and Bible studies. Uh, you know, I think getting involved with them helped me in some important ways just to kind of, you know, learn how to pray more deeply and, 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 and make, uh, you know, a kind of life of discipleship a little bit more of, prior, of a priority. For Father Zach, being discipled meant making a commitment to finding his church. He poured through theological writings of different churches and prayed devotedly, but he kept coming back to the church fathers, the richness of the Catholic tradition. He felt God was leading him one place. And then it was kind of in the midst of my studies and involvement with them and a number of friends that I had and just a host of considerations like that, that I kind of decided eventually that I, uh, I, I wanted to become Catholic. Father Zach entered RCIA in his senior year of college. For me, it was, it was really kind of during and through the process of becoming Catholic and going through RCIA that uh, that that the question of, of priesthood kind of came onto my radar more squarely. The church encourages converts to wait a couple years before entering religious life. So Father Zach took a job teaching at a Dominican-run school in Ann Arbor. He discerned this desire quietly, telling very few people. Father Zach was most nervous to tell his parents. You know, when I first mentioned it, they were they they effectively advised me to try a few more things first date a few more people that sort of thing but it really just struck me that the you know the time was right and if you will the the grace was there to 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 go and to try it and so i kind of told them respectfully you know i i appreciate that but but i think the the, uh, the the time is is right now for me to give this a go, and um, so yeah, kind of made it clear that I was going to do that. And you know, to be honest, um, ever since I I I let that be made known to them, ever since I you know told them that I was in fact going to to go to the seminary, um, they they've been tremendously supportive.
Father Zach attended Sacred Heart Major Seminary, the seminary at Catholic University of America in D.C. for two extra years of philosophy, and the North American College in Rome for theology studies. He was ordained in 2015 at 31 years old. Father Drew's path looked a little different, a little muddier. While Father Zach was steeped in Christian ministry life at U of M, Father Drew was a high school student with some other things in mind. When I was in high school, toward the end of high school, I was very much, as I mentioned, I was very passionate about motocross racing and riding for quite probably, Father Zach could probably echo this, but probably a good chunk of my childhood well into college. And so it was just something I always loved from a very young age. And so I got really into it as I got older and I had a driver's license, of course, and the more I could, the, the more I grew up, the more I kind of got into it. So uh, when I was in high school, I was pretty much most weekends going off the track with my buddies and going riding and racing. Drew was really good at motocross, but all the benchmarks he reached and goals he achieved were eclipsed by a pervading feeling of emptiness. I think deep down that um, if I could just uh, kind of accomplish motocross goals, if you will, or dreams, <laughs> uh, then I would be really happy. And uh, I, and I, you know, I just kind of thought like I love dirt bikes so much that I thought like this is this is really in a certain sense my God. Um, this is where I look for all my joy and all my delight, and also just for like who I was. Um, and then uh, it really started to kind of. In a certain sense, I wouldn't say crumble, but just kind of started to kind of be eroded. You know, I also like had dated two gals, and that didn't neither of which were very like too uh, great of um, you know you could say uh, Christian relationships. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of searching in my life. So like I thought motocross would would really would really kind of bring me the joy that I was always longing for. And I, the more I started to kind of you know, accomplish like anything drastic, but the more I started to race and kind of do better and you know, uh, progress. I still wasn't really that satisfied. In fact, I found myself just more and more kind of searching. And then, you know, I thought, well, maybe, you know, <laughs> my girlfriend will make me happy and all these things. And that didn't quite work out either at the time. Um, both of those realities kind of left me more just searching too. And so by the end of my senior year of high school, I just didn't really know what I was supposed to do with my life. He thought maybe he would move to California, ride dirt bikes and work in the motocross industry. This was something his parents did not consider an option. So he pivoted. He started attending a community college, still battling this essential question and restlessness. Father Zach saw his brother plagued by the same melancholy and questions that had affected him years earlier. Father Zach had, had started to have a conversion at U of M, so he was reaching out to me and would regularly just kind of take an interest in, in catching up and chatting. And, um, and we'd start talking about you know certain things I was struggling with in life. and. He'd always kind of encourage me to pray, and I'm just like, ah, no thanks, you know. Or he'd have some kind of good, you know, holy advice, and and I, I started to kind of somewhat take it seriously. I remember praying uh, my very freshman year, and I remember just kind of coming to this conclusion that like, I don't know why I'm really here, you know. And uh, I, I I know God that you're real, but I, I don't think I've ever really encountered you. Drew's encounter with God came in the most unlikely of ways, just weeks after that prayer. Father Drew had one of the worst crashes of his dirt biking career. And I remember being on the ground in um, at this guy's, my friend's track, and just kind of saying to God something like, you know, like, I I don't know, if this is my, it was a broken femur, and I thought to myself, you know, like, gosh, if this is the end of my life, 
God, I don't even know if I know like who you are or why I'm here or what the whole point of life is supposed to be about. Why, you know, why, why do I exist? And if you, if you get me through this, I said something just like, you know, I just want to know you. I want to, I want to come to know you. Drew underwent surgery, and his brother, Father Zach, came to visit and pray for him. When Drew left the hospital, he was true to his promise. He started attending a non-denominational campus church, a men's Bible study, and UCO. He started wrestling with some of Faith's big questions. Conversation with my brother, where I was always struck by, uh, he just felt like, you know, I, I would try to argue various theological things with him, kind of this Protestant's perspective, and he always had a lot of peace and clarity about what the church taught and why she taught it, and it wasn't like he was kind of rattled by anything, and that kind of affected me. And so, and then I had a friend who was Catholic who loved the Lord more than anybody I knew, and he he had a huge impact on me. We used to go out and have a beer and talk and kind of debate back and forth, and he started sneaking, taking me to adoration, Eucharistic adoration, and then that started... I remember encountering the love of God there like I'd never really encountered it. And so I thought, my gosh, Lord, this is you. When Drew graduated, he worked for a year with UCO. He went on retreats and joined a group called the Christian Missionary Brotherhood. He lived in a men's Christian household. He started dating a Catholic woman who he was really excited about. But just as he was coming to the conclusion that marriage was most definitely for him, She told him that she was planning to spend a year in Belgium discerning religious life, and she ended their relationship. I just remember coming to the conclusion that I think the Lord might be calling me to give him my whole life, and uh, and I'm really kind of almost, not that he might be calling me to do it, but I really kind of want to do it. Like I find joy in just having God, at least wanting to want to have God as my all, and that just motivated me. And and him having experienced his mercy so deeply in my life, I felt like, and his transforming love in so many areas of my life where he'd freed me from sin and so in so many real ways that I thought my gosh I just want to give him everything back and I just remember like sensing in my heart like gosh I just I feel like I just want to make known the father to people. Drew joined the Catholic Church in 2012 and spent the next two years living and discerning in a church rectory before entering seminary at Sacred Heart in 2014. He was ordained this past June at the Cathedral of the Most Blessed Sacrament. Andrew Dear son, do you resolve with the help of the Holy Spirit to discharge without fail the office of priesthood in the presbyteral rank? Proudly in attendance were his parents and the priest that helped him get there, Father Zach. This is Drew. Father Zach has been huge, and I think oftentimes in ways that he doesn't even see or or even sense. Um, We're very different personalities in a lot of ways. and it's such a grace to have his perspective from things. Um, I think also a grace for me has been like, he just, I mean, we grew up together and so we just know each other really well. So he's been able to kind of fall in the way of discernment, you know, just help point out things and, you know, encourage me in certain ways that, you know, only he could because he's seen me since I was a little guy, you know. This is Zach. I think it's very edifying and consoling, you know, to have your, your brother up to the same thing as you are. Um, you know, for for each of us to be able to, you know, call each other and bounce ideas off the other and, uh, you know, share joys and frustrations. Today, Father Zach is currently in residence at Sacred Heart, where he will be working as a member of the faculty after finishing his doctoral thesis in philosophy. Father Drew is at Our Lady of Good Counsel in Plymouth, Michigan. Father Zach and Drew regularly get together to grab a beer, catch up, talk sports, debate, relate. It's the brotherhood they always had. 
but now collared and bearing the weight of their mother church, it's more important than ever. Here's Drew. It's such a gift to, there's a special bond I've already seen in the priesthood where like, you know, you're really in this with guys and you really do have brothers with your brother priest that in a certain way you aren't brothers with anybody else on the face of the earth. But it's even, that's even taken deeper when it's your one of your own biological brothers who's also your brother priest. Because I just feel like he's, we, we just share a certain kind of, certainly we're priests together, but we're even, even we're also biological brothers, we're also brothers in the Lord. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. 